And Georgia fell. I want to see. I want to see too. Okay. Every kiss begins with blood. <laughs> I like to call it uh, like the first season of Top Gear. He passed away. He's dead. So he's Harold so Ramis is not going to be in the movie. So he's not going to be on then. No. No, he's not going to be on. All right, honey, you said you'd give it a blowjob. Blow the cartridge. Are we telling the son? Yes. Right. Well, no, the, the tap. Oh, yeah, not not the act. How else will we know if the sound works? Well, there's a gigantic blue bar over there, but well, when he uh, gets that set up. So we're going to do it live all night. That thing's long. recording. Yep, we have been recording on that one, and I want to welcome everybody out there to Perjangers and Wallhangers oh, podcast number seventy. We are live with another great podcast for you people, and there we are. We're going to share it all out. I, of course, am one Matthew Bucrell, the Matt Man, and to my left is Stephen Bucrell, big brother. To my right is one Christopher Bristow, the old man. And, of course, uh, Kelly Collins, we do have an update on his respawn time. Uh, He's looking at coming back next week. So... Obviously, one thing fell through for us, which was the live broadcast at the grand opening of the A1 Beer Barn. We have to reschedule with them because of life events. But, talking to the owner, man, he's got uh, the grand opening on uh, the 16th between 10 and 4 p- uh, ten a.m. and 4 p.m. Games, guests, um, prizes, and vendors. So, free food, free beer. Go check it out. It's a great... Uh, great thing that he has going on there and we also want to take time to thank out uh, we kind of have a inception thing going on here yeah I know yeah I know we want to take time to thank uh, our podcast partner Teddy Schools here for the light skin breakdown he ended up coming over last week in our podcast uh, Misa Cookie Mickey will whip you <laughs> and uh, it was great time with him. We also have another podcast probably coming out on Wednesday. I did a little thing with the Bop Black Penny Dated podcast with Matthew Kennedy. Um, yes. He had an uh, opportunity to check out this new stuff, uh, this new broadcast software that he uses, ecam.live. We went live on Skype. Uh, myself, Teddy, and Matt, and we ended up having a little, you know, a little conversation about everything uh, podcast-wise that we want to do, and then it ended up being a podcast, and he luckily hit record. So you can check out that podcast. I'm going to try and get it up on Perjangers. Probably be uh, podcast number 71. Probably. And uh, we're going to do a lot more of those, man, because all I have to do is sit there and log in on my phone. It is a wonderful thing, isn't it? Goddamn internet, man. Black Opinionated Podcast Tour, a.k.a. The Bop. You can check him out tonight. He is going live. He might actually be going live right now with, um, scroll down, his topic this week is 7 p.m. tonight. Pop eyes or die. What's your opinion? I mean, I have never been to a Popeye's, so. I've been to a Popeye's. It is really good. Um, It's not worth dying for, though. Better than KFC? Uh, that's that's a tough call. Mm. I know that colonel knows his chicken, though. Well, that's where you can find your opinions on that. Of course, we always want you to check out the Perjangers and Wallhangers webpage. Uh, go over to About, because we only have one member who's not on the page now. 
Yeah, I'm totally getting that. Dude, all you need to do is send me over a little paragraph and I'll put it on I'll there. Totally, I figured it out. Totally I got totally our, Kelly on, our Kelly on there, Twitchy Wilson, as well as me and the old man and Teddy Schools. Definitely want to get up Jimmy is actually going to be submitting his stuff over uh, very shortly. Excellent. So we'll get Jim, we'll get Matt on there so we can get everybody on the about so you know where we are with that because Jim was involved in the early... Podcast. He was I, part of the inception. I like to call it uh, like the first season of Top Gear. <laughs> you got the one old guy. <laughs> the one guy you recognize from later podcasts, but who the fuck is this other guy? <laughs> we gotta get him on. We, 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 we gotta get him on. Get He's him part on. of the. He was part of the creation of Projangas and Wallhangers here. And uh, we do want to get Jim on in Jess, but I do like to say that uh, it, it's a lot like the first uh, season of Top Gear. The actual crew will come later. <coughs> but uh, you can also go over to ripped-studios.com. Now, clean <laughs> shave and... Uh, Time to change your IP address. <laughs> until death. And we are... Uh, it's actually my audio on my computer. Oh. Well then, yeah, you need to silence your audio device. Just mute yours. Yeah, we can do that too. Um, but check out Tales from the Morgue, Until Death and Clean Shave. And of course, we uh, we take this time in the podcast to come through the, the muck and the dirt, the thick of it, the nerdy news. And we're starting off with a nice light-hearted story here today, which is Magic the Gathering has been inducted into the National Toy Hall of Fame. All right. That is awesome. It really is cool, man. I'm like, I like how they're doing this because it really lets you relive uh, a lot of the stuff. Like, two of the ones that didn't get through this year was, like, Care Bears and Jenga. No, the birth of Bitcoin. And, uh, what, J- Jenga or, or Care Bears? Uh, Magic. Oh, right, right. I thought you were talking about the Care Bears. I really yeah, didn't no. understand how the Care Bears tied to Bitcoin. No, magic together. Did they invest? No, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> but um, the Toy Hall of Fame was established in 1998 and operated by the Strong I, Museum in Rochester, New York. I would have thought they would have established a Toy Hall of Fame before that. 1999? I don't know. 98? I mean, what are you going to have before that? Ball in a cup. Yeah, hey, that kids. ball in the cup. We got hours of fun. Like, nah, I don't know if that's really. But then again, uh, pull a hoop and a stick. Like last year's winners, <laughs> of course we know it and love it. The Magic Eight Ball, Pinball, and Uno. Pinball. Now the other two that won in this year, and this kind of boggles my mind. Matchbox cars. Okay. The coloring book. Hmm. So last year. The Magic 8-Ball, Pinball, and Uno beat the coloring book. And now is the year of the coloring book. Like, okay. I, I kind of thought the coloring book would have been incepted a little bit before. I don't know. I don't think they're going by age. Uno. The people who... Well, that's a good point. Because uh, while the inductees are chosen uh, based on an icon, icon status, longevity, discovery, and innovation where if you scroll down a little bit, you'll actually see the description there, right there. Icon status is the toy widely recognized and respected and remembered. Longevity, the toy is more than a passing fad and has enjoyed popularity over multiple generations. Discovery, the toy fosters learning, creativity, discovery through play. Innovation, the toy profoundly changed play or, or toy design 
the toy may be inducted on the basis that this creation without necessarily having met all of the first three criteria. Mm. So as long as it was innovative, fuck the rest of it, you're in. I know. <laughs> Link obviously Link feels very strongly about this. A very strong opinion on that one. So, that, you know, congratulations to Magic the Gathering. And we're happy that this man went ahead and made a little post on Instagram. Carl Urban sounds like a country singer. Was he a country singer? No, he's actually uh, Bones from the Star Trek series, the recent oh, Star okay, Trek yeah. franchise, yeah, as well as, what was it, Lord of the Rings? Yep, and he was actually in Dune with The Rock. Yeah, that was the third, uh, the first person movie one. We won't hold that against him. I'm not saying that was good or bad. I haven't seen it, but I didn't want to. I'm see sure it's either. fine. So Carl uh, Urban takes this Instagram to announce that production wrapped up on The Boys season two, and we can accept episodes to air mid 2020. Executive producer Seth Rogen says they already have uh, more resources for the second season, and he goes on to say that they're adding more characters. And the scope of the show organically grows as the show continues. More intense, more insane, more gut-wrenching, and more action. I'm really excited to see what they're doing with the third, uh, the second season of this because if they're adding more characters to this fucked-up show, I can only imagine what they're going to be doing because they're still drawing heavily from the comic source, which uh, Gerald Way, okay. being one of the creators of this series... Um, he's actually cousins with Joe Rogan. Ah, yeah. Came out on his podcast. Who was he talking to? Artie Lang. He was talking to somebody recently, and he was just like, "Yeah, yeah, no, yeah." It was Artie yeah, Lang. We're yeah, we were that guy. Yeah, we didn't even know. We didn't even know each other were cousins. So, any famous uh, actors? If you think you're my cousin, no, they're uh, not. Feel free. They're not. Hello. No. You never know. They're not. No. I looked okay. it up. No. Shooting that bubble down, but I d- I'm definitely looking forward to this. Carl Urban was really good in this first series, and the whole comic was based off of a vigilante group going against the superhero oppressors, pointing them out and killing. Hmm. Less pointing out, more killing. I will. So the pointing out was them trying to kill them, like sticking a, b- a bomb. Items on your Steam wish list are for sale. Yeah, and uh, another free game is up on Epic. Um, that's the only reason I have it. Just to have the free game in there. So we'll go on to the next story, um, which is a, a little bit of a... We'll have to see how this one plays out. Uh, the Joker sequel is in jeopardy, as Joaquin Phoenix... Ref- why would it be in jeopardy? Well, he refuses to return Ooh, so as Arthur Fleck. But why? Well, if you scroll down, we'll see here that... Uh, Phoenix stated that he wouldn't just do a sequel because the first movie was a success. That's ridiculous. He also goes on to say, while he has no plans to reprise his role, uh, three, four weeks into shooting, he was like, Todd, can we start working on the sequel? There's way too much to explore. In jest-ish? Ish. So maybe that kind of... I'm kidding. I'm really not. Do you? Are you okay? No, no. I was totally kidding. Like maybe kind of like that. I don't know. Man, I, what I get like from this, in cheek. yeah. What I get from this is that he has to have mixer's going to have to wait. A good. He has to have a good actual script in front of him before. In order to do stuff. Yeah, before he's actually going to go through with it. So I think if like we most get a good ones, 
it, it, it could be it could sway him if we get something like really solid in front of him because there's a lot of places to explore, but there's a lot of dark regions. And Mufasa warned us not to go to those dark regions. <laughs> so that's why I say I'm kind of with Joaquin Phoenix on this. Show me a good script, and then we'll see about it. Warner Brothers, they really want another one. They're going to dump a lot of money into it, like they're dumping into this one. Batman! Matt Reeves' Batman found two more cast members. Well, three. One definite, which is Andy Sykes. Who's that one? That is Gollum. And... Jigsaw, and he's been in a bunch of shit. See any of the people up there? The guy all the way over to the left. Oh, okay. He's going to be your Alfred. All right. The guy next to him is going to be your Riddler. Obviously, the man in the middle, Robert Pattinson, going to be your Batman. He's going to be the man. Zoe Kravitz going to be your Catwoman, and then over to the right is Jeffrey Wright, who's going to be your Commissioner Gordon. Now, scroll on down here, all the way down to the bottom here. You're going to see, uh, yeah, keep going. Yeah, we know Twilight. Um, it's going through the people here. Paul Diano, um, this is a, he's from not really a lot, but a lot of people kind of like him. Okay. It's a little bit weird of a choice for Riddler to me, you know? Yeah. There's only ever going to be or one. Or Edward Nashton, as they're going to be doing. But There's only ever going to be one Riddler to me. Yeah. He Jim was Gary. good in Boardwalk Empire. He was also good in um, Westworld, Hunger Games, James Bond franchise, Westworld. He Justice was also League. he was also he was also in Shaft because I know people said those peoples. He was peoples, <laughs> but I like him as Commissioner Gordon. Man. Even if they're making him a black Commissioner Gordon, that's fine. If he me. is a solid actor, Zoe Kravitz, Catwoman. She was in Mad Max, uh, as well as Fantastic Beast. Uh, uh, Jason Momoa's stepdaughter. Yep. So Lego already Batman. got the leg in there with Aquaman. And then you go down here to the next casting. Colin Farrell is going to be in talks, in, in talks to be your penguin. What that, mean, what that means to everybody is tentative. Yeah. Now, he, while I do believe he could play a good penguin, a good Oswald Cobblepot, I don't think... Aren't we uh, loading the deck on villains here a bit too much? Well, it's supposed to be a mystery who done it. And if you only have two villains... Did you do it? No. Well, I guess I know who did it. It kind of cut. It cuts <laughs> down the story. You kind of got a point there. Andy Sykes... You know him from a lot of stuff. Planet of the Apes. He was Caesar. Uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, obviously, is Gollum. He's going to be... And he was also Ultron. Yeah. So he's going to be your your Alfred. And then also a rumor is Matthew McConaughey possibly being taking on the role of Two-Face. Okay. Okay. I can see him as Two-Face. I can see him as Scarecrow. A good Scarecrow. Andy Sykes. That's somebody I would see as Penguin. Not Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell, I would see him as Two Face, over Penguin. You know what Andy I mean? Andy Sykes could be be every villain in the movie. He really he's could. Still, he's, he's, he's still be good, and it still be watchable. Than that. Yeah, he is a he's really his, his mocap work in Planet of the Apes was amazing. It was amazing because mm. he he went he went into the depths for that one. Where's your new fancy hat, April Evans? That'd be talking about you. Yeah, I left it at the house. I left it at the house. So April and Amy ended up coming up and visiting, and you got uh, 
actual official PJ&WH hat. Embroidered hat, nonetheless. Yes. A fancy hat. This is a fancy hat. But that hat? That's one fancy fucking hat, I gotta say. We gotta work on getting some more. Yeah, we do. We, we definitely did some more. Some swag, if you will. Yeah, that's what we can get some now on our pod uh on our podcast. You can actually move that over there. Yeah, I'll do that. Then we have it. And then uh going on to the story here, I think that we have a lot here with the with the Batman film. The this one is going to be absolutely massive. Okay. Uh, play that beautiful bean footage. This is a trailer, a teaser trailer for Crisis on Infinite Earths. Telling you to suit up. It's one of the biggest crossover events that we will see. We see Kingdom Come Superman. A lot of stars here. So I actually broke down the, the footage. You see the Monitor, Flash, White Canary, Supergirl, Lex Luthor, Black Lightning, Kingdom Come Superman, Batwoman, Arrow, Huntress. All in there. It begins December 8th. And it's sponsored by Motorola. Or, I'm sorry, Boost Mobile. Boost Mobile. Boost Mobile. Okay. So, I'm really looking forward to this, man. They have a huge amount of talent in this. It's going to be a massive, you know, nice five-episode crossover, which is going to make everybody tune into Arrow and all the other shows that they don't watch and force them to watch at least one episode and care about the characters for one storyline. Yay. I'm still hoping Oliver Queen bites it to save Barry. We don't need you. The city deserves better. This city is a bit of a shock, and a little bit of a shock right now. Uh, Eternals, man. The cast was evacuated after a bomb was found on set. So reports coming in suggest that it wasn't a new bomb from terrorists, but an older one could be decades old. People were telling the Sun that it likely came from an old Nazi base. They were telling the Sun? Yes. Hey. Well, no, the, the tablet. Oh, yeah, not not the actual sun. <laughs> not S O N S U N. The sun, please. Not the thing that lights our hey, sky and keeps There's a freak shouting at the sky outside. Planet habitable. Yeah, not. Um, <laughs> thank you, April. We are awesome. Um, <laughs> but we're giving this guy some 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 too much. There's the hat, by the way. There is the hat. Uh, oh, that hat, right. Yes, that yeah, hat. That hat. Um, but reports are coming in. Your Angelina Jolie and your Richard Madden, who were on stage being evacuated. What's going on? Um, yeah, there was a bomb threat. Oh my god, a bomb threat? Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's not a it's not a new bomb, Miss Jolie. What? You didn't scan the premises before you had the you know, Hollywood actress? Legendary Hollywood actress. Yes. On set, like, oh yeah, pass the bagels. Is that a bomb? That stuff happens all the time. Old Nazi bombs? Yeah. Like on uh, the Grand Tour set, they had to add an extra curve in there because there was an unexploded bomb. They figure, we'll just drive around it. I mean, That's fine, right? No one ever goes off track, ever. We'll just so drive around. Is it going to be like the Lord of the Rings bomb? coffee cup that you're going to have to look for the bomb in the background? <laughs> but no, well, they actually the Starbucks, did have uh, Starbucks cup that shouldn't be yeah, there. They had experts remove it, and no one was harmed. But Eternals is set to drop in theaters <laughs> no, <laughs> November 6th, 2020. Thank you. That's why I wear the hat. 
Um, going on, yeah, going on, <laughs> going on in the news, we have another unknown series that Marvel is reportedly moving on with, which are the Thunderbolts. So the Thunderbolts reportedly the in Thunder early cats? not <laughs> not true. Uh, Thunderbolts, which. They are a team of supervillains turned heroes. Baron Zemo, a longtime enemy of Captain America and the Avengers, reunited the villain group Masters of Evil, not Universe. When <laughs> Earth's <laughs> heroes appeared to perish against the new threat onslaught. What you doing, Barnacle Boy? <laughs> the yeah. costume villains Bikini Bottom then possessed a new generation of crime fighters and the uh, the absence of the real superheroes with some ultimately emerging as reformed do-gooders when masquerading as heroes for their own profit. So they're all in it for themselves. They're not the Guardians of the Galaxy. They're the Guardians of their wallet. But who is it? They oppose to it. It's kind of like gives me that like the boys feel, to where there's more to these people than meets the eye. Not so, Transformers. So in in D and D terms, they're chaotic good. Yeah, yeah, chaotic they'll, good. They'll do what's right if there's something in it for them. Because here in the article it says that Spider-Man enemies is Norman Osborn, Venom, the Daredevil enemy, back. Bullseye, Taskmaster, Erica Grady, Ant-Man, the Punisher, Red Hulk, and DP. Not that one, you dirty mind. Deadpool. <sighs> As it slurps. So, the speculation <laughs> is that we're going to see... Um, what's his name? Um, Optimus Prime? Not going to see Optimus Prime. We're going to see Thaddeus Ross, Thunderbolt, in Black Widow. Reports say. So, I really want to see him become Red Hulk. And it says America. America! Um, but I really want to see him as Red Hulk, man. I think that would be really good. Come on, Mr. Picky. There's no fries up there this time. You can give him one. I will. He's just getting comfortable. Getting My wiener's getting comfy. This next story has less of a, 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 well, spicy kind of feel, but... It will make you feel dirty inside. Uh, well, because we all knew this was coming. Yeah, Disney says you're going to need Disney Plus to fully understand the future of the MCU because events from the new shows will factor into the forthcoming films. So you're going I, to see... A I kind of like that. It's giving you a big tie for the TV, and it, some say, oh, they're just cornering the market with this. Yeah. But, yeah... But I mean, they own all of it. They yeah. just spent all that work to own all the intellectual. They just properties. spent all this money so they could do this, and then you're going to complain that they're doing it. They don't fucking care. You're still going to give them like seven dollars bigger than yours. <laughs> <laughs> and the massive library that's coming out day one. You're getting Captain Marvel. You're getting Endgame. You're getting Mandalorian. You're getting I don't know, High School Musical if you're into that. But you're getting a lot of stuff, even the cartoons from your childhood, day one on that series, which is, what, Tuesday? I can't wait for X-Men. Mm. Woohoo! And Spider-Man! Bring me back the 13-year-old me. Because Amazon had <laughs> Batman, the animated series, on there. So I got to watch that and rewatch that, and it still holds up, I think. Anything with It just gets that kind of 1950s, 60s vibe to the Batman. Anything with Conroy and Hamill will hold up, no matter what, what it is. Yeah, it's a good even if even if new like, now. Even if you know, yeah, it was 
now it's seen as a noir, but back then it was just like, oh yeah, that's like your, you know your granddad's generation. It was Batman, and there's like you know, bling. Hello, operator. You have a phone call. Like you know, very. It's like playing dated. playing L.A. noir. <laughs> yeah, very dated Batman noir. Love that. Which they should give Nick Cage his own little spinoff animated movie. As the Batman Noir, oh, you mean Spider Man Noir? Yeah, oh God, Spider-Man he was Spider Man Noir. Yes. Noir. Very like he he did play Superman. Well, he was going to play. Was Superman. going to play. Superman. They did the he test photos, and hey, boy, are we glad that they didn't, they didn't go in that direction. I'm glad they didn't have that hair. Whew! Yeah, the long that was Nick that Cage hair. <laughs> that was like you know that massive widow's peak. I mean, I got one, but him, woo man, there's snow on the top of that peak. <laughs> So this one is actually something that we predicted a while ago, but R-rated stuff you're going to see on Hulu and not Disney Plus, like um, like it. Deadpool, Family Guy, different stuff like that. The edgier stuff they're going to keep off their family-friendly network. Yeah, don't, it's it's all it's all owned by one one overlord anyway. So it doesn't yeah. matter. Bob Iger. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Disney CEO okay. sat down with Bloomberg and said that the more R rated content anymore, from, right. from the Fox deal <laughs> will be on Hulu, allowing Disney to keep its family friendly appearance, and Disney Plus will not have any R rated titles at all. So now here's the thing Disney Plus will have all 30 seasons of The Simpsons. Yes. There's nothing vulgar in there at all. Ever. Never. It's a family-friendly show. I think I watched up to season, I don't know, nine, <laughs> and gave up. Oh, my God. I remember who thought it would still be running? And watching the, 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 the summer cliffhanger of who shot Mr. Burns. I'm still curious. Is yeah. It, if, it's about know, where I stopped. Yeah. Do you know that the one episode that you will not find in the collection anymore is the one with, the, with Michael Jackson? I can see that. No, no white Michael Jackson, huh? That's no. a shame. That's, yeah. a, that's a damn shame. You take out the King of Pop. That was a good episode. <laughs> it was a good episode. Yeah, it was, it was good really episode, good. Man. But that beautiful bean footage right there, we see a test footage video from Miss Marvel audition. Uh, Camilla Khan is the character, and she's revealing in this her origin story. Um, as a villain on Star No, as a, as a hero. Oh. Um, in the audition tape... She reveals her origin story of the Terrigen wave that triggers her in, innate, uh, latent rather, human DNA. Inhuman DNA. So that's where she gets her power. She is an inhuman. A Terrigen wave, which the Terrigen process converts a regular human into an inhuman. The villain, boss, the villain. Yeah. <laughs> so in this, she refers to somebody as Cap or Captain, which if you have a brain and you know Cap, uh, Miss Marvel, you know where she got her name, Captain Marvel. Probably who she's talking to. But in this, she also mentions how she was watching the new Avengers in action. And there's a lot here, man, in this little snippet that we can get from this audition tape. I mean, the girl, she could be, I don't really give a shit. I kind of feel like they could go with an unnamed, like her. They could go with somebody else, but they're going the right direction casting-wise. Sometimes, and this is just across the board, if you put a, if you put a person that has, like, Nothing really substantial behind on the resume into one of these roles. They tend to shine because they want to give it their all. Yeah. So I'm all for it. I'll allow it. 
I mean, I'm really in, in, interested in what they're going to do and how they're going inter- to introduce the inhuman aspect because in the comics, Black Bolt is trying, trying to, to stop up. the Terrigen wave and ends up going into uh, Camille Khan's hometown of Jersey City. It, it doesn't matter who who plays it as long as it's played well. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care like where the, the actor's from, just as long as it's a good story because the story's going to drive the narrative anyway. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then the actors have to deliver that good story. So the story can still be good, and the actors can, you know... Especially stop. since we know it's all going to be interconnected, we, this gives them the opportunity to bring in the Inhumans into the universe, maybe even Illuminati. You get Black Bolt, Namor, we can have a lot of characters come in through these Disney Plus series. Okay. And some reports say that the, uh, the Hawkeye series will be Jeremy Renner's last. Marvel, obviously, he's been having a bit of a divorce issue so hmm. believe it or not his ex-wife says he has an alcohol and cocaine addiction he says it's bullshit and she's lying and Marvel decided not to recast him they're giving him the Disney Plus series so we'll have to see how that one turns out but some reports are saying that it's going to be his last appearance in that show that's a shame he was a good Hawkeye he was and like Teddy said you didn't expect him to be that good as Hawkeye he said that last time and Teddy just joined but with all that uh, Disney Plus series, we also have Ghost Rider reportedly going to be making his entrance into the MCU. So there's a lot there. And Disney, oh, they said, guess what, Robert Downey Jr.? We all give a fuck what you want. Of course we're going to nominate you for a goddamn Oscar. Hmm. Amongst everybody else. Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Ellsworth. <laughs> He's just taking everything and yeah. throwing it against the wall. Jeremy Renner, Josh Brolin, Paul Rudd, Don <laughs> Shields, Scarlett Johansson, Gwyneth Paltrow, Zoe Saldana, Karen Gillian, and Brie Larson all going up for Best Supporting Actors and Actresses. In the you movie. know, if I was in the movie, I'd feel bad if I wasn't nominated. I mean, now this is going up for nominations, so any one of them could just get picked. Throwing everybody out there. Robert Downey Jr. already came out on the Howard Stern show saying, eh, let's not do that. Let's not do a big marketing push. Apparently, they don't give a fuck. No. So, they're going to get, yeah. Oh, we yeah, Robert. Yeah, sure. We're not going to go for the Oscar. Shut the fuck up. But, you never know, man. This may not even lead to an Oscar nod, but is this the year of the superhero movie Oscar mm. live action wise? Because we have. Well, we had uh, we have Endgame being one of the most profitable movies of all time in 2019, and any time. And a precursor to that was Black Panther, who actually won an Oscar, just but but it was for soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yes, but if we get a Best Actor, like Spider Into the Spider Verse, that got Best Animated Movie. If we can get a Best out of this, even if it's Best Supporting Actor, I would totally take that as a win. But also, that gives a Best Actor place for Joaquin Phoenix. This is a, a kind of me seeing that Marvel says, eh, I don't want to fuck with him. And you know they're going to push for Joaquin Phoenix Oscar nod for best act, leading the actor, or best leading role. So, what you can't put... Robert Downey Jr. I had actually, a lot of I actually time. Think, I actually think the other the, the reverse. If you're going to if you're gonna make the, the hero shine, you make the villain shine. And if you... Anything out of that genre, whether it's Marvel or DC or whatever comic book movie... That gets pushed into a movie, it shines. It, it can only mean better things for the entire collective of that genre, because then they'll start to be recognized as more 
of of legitimate because there's a bunch of actors like Francis Ford Coppola, you know, <coughs> yeah. uh, and, and they came back with like lengthy paragraphs as to what they actually meant. They didn't really mean it in any as any disrespect. They're just not giving you any it's respect. Not, but but they come from a different era where like mobsters and war movies were the were the thing. And then after that, it was westerns. It's a lot like asking your grandfather for fashion decisions. You know, you're probably well, not going to get the most dated response. Whereas like George Lucas, he went from American Graffiti to mm-hmm. Star Wars. Like, how the fuck do you go from American Graffiti? And they didn't like Star Wars when it came out either. Correct. Took a lot of editing. And we saw what that did to their franchise. Absolutely nothing. But, um, on with the next story. I ain't afraid of no ghost, man. Bill Murray confirmed for the new... Uh, I hate these ads. I know. Bill Murray confirmed for the new Ghostbusters film with uh, Jason Reitman. And I was right. He is the, ori- the son of the original me. film's director. Cats and dogs living together. Mass hysteria. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's the son of the original director, Ivan Reitman, who made the first two. So, he's got he penned the film and... Actually, Dan Aykroyd says in it right here that he wrote a beautiful, heartfelt script that takes the real DNA from the first two movies and transfers it directly into the third. And it's the next generation. It hands off the legacy to the next generation of stars and players and actors and characters and so on. So, Dan Aykroyd apparently... Translation? I want to make a lot of money. Oh, yeah, man. (laughs) Apparently, his, his... Murray, Sigourney Weaver, and Annie Potts roles, their stuff is already shot. Ernie Hudson is also going to be in the movie. As what about well uh, Egon? As is he going to be in there? No, he's Unfortunately, dead. Unfortunately, he passed away. Yeah, he's dead. So he's, Harold so Ramis is not going to be in the movie. So he's not going to be on there? No. No, he's not going to be on He was good as... Uh, as the good dad? As uh, and the dad from... The dad from... Uh, knocked Up. Knocked Up. Yeah. Good in, as good as it gets. He was such an uh, underrated actor. And he was, su- he was more, such a comedic genius. He, well, he, I mean, most of the movies that like he did, it was more behind the camera than yeah. than mm. uh, you know on screen. I'm just excited that they got they actually tracked down Bill Murray because well, you know he doesn't have a phone. I mean, well, they don't need the the, they don't need to track him down. They could just say, "Hey, you want to come over?" <laughs> yeah, they have that. He has that one eight hundred number. He's got a one eight hundred number, and he checks it. Yeah, but how often do you check your voicemail? I, I can't know. tell you how many people. We need to get that number. Your your voice. Someone get us Bill Murray's phone number, please. Yeah, they actually had it on the show on the documentary. Um, if you didn't know, now you know. There's a Halo se- series being in development. Reportedly, the table reads are done, and they are going to on start production showtime. of the series. It's going on Showtime, the Halo TV series. You have Natasha McElhorn cast as Cortana. Pablo Schreibner as the leading role of Master Chief and no release date is set. It will be a 10 episode series for Showtime. Um, Scroll down here so you see the actual, that's the cast, but keep going down and you'll see that's your Master Chief right there. That's Pablo Schreibner. Yeah. So really easy to cast that. You just have to have a, you know, a big white dude, chiseled jaw, go down You'll see that one right there. The upper left-hand corner is your Cortana, and then all these other people are unknown roles at this point. 
So it's a very diverse cast. I think that they, especially with Halo and what we know of that series, if you're doing a TV adaptation, what's up, Matt Kennedy? We're talking Halo TV series right now. Thank you for watching. Um, I think I don't think the ten episode series is actually a bad count. No, it's it's good for an intro series, it's very especially with a health it's when you're laying down a healthy plot to this universe because there's a lot to that universe you have the flood you have the convent you have a lot of different stuff and the fact that it's on a ring yeah <laughs> how you explain that and then if you look on the side it actually says uh, K Jewelers <laughs> it's crazy they make rings now in space yeah okay every kiss begins with the flood <laughs> <laughs> that might be the title of the <laughs> every kiss begins with F <laughs> <laughs> So, check out the look. Keep an eye out for any kind of trailers of the Halo series. But this one um, is not really a person you would consider anywhere with uh, movies, unless you consider uh, Metal Gear Solid Four ending cinema and the cinemas leading up to the ending, which led out to be practically the entire length of the Marvel superhero series. In a fucking game ending, so starting, with, uh, it, starting with starting with yeah, I'm not. You know what though? I will still go back and play Metal Gear Solid. Go ahead. Twin I don't sticks. have a hundred hours of my life today. No, no, no the Twin Snakes. So the, the oh, that was uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Twin Snakes on and the remake on the GameCube from Metal Gear Solid One. Mm, okay, Twin Snakes, and what was the one where uh, Snake Eater? That Snake was three. I loved Snake Eater. I love Sons of Liberty. Those two were amazing games. Backwards battle. But just when he got the when he got the four, it's just that's when I I know I started calling him the Quentin Tarantino of gaming. I've also heard some people call him the Adam Sandler of gaming, but I like Quentin Tarantino because of how lengthy his goddamn dialogues are. Oh my god! Shut the fuck up. <laughs> It's, that's why that's why I put on the subtitles. But this is exactly why I put this in here. While famous for his th- lengthy cutscenes, yeah. Kojima told BBC's British Broadcast Company, yeah. "Not what you're thinking, Dirty Mind." Uh, the BBC's news beat that there you go. In the future, yeah. Kojima Productions will start making films. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do one thing well, then you can do everything well. I'm well, fairly I'm not, certain he's not right there. Well, I'm I don't not think sure I've heard that logic. Larry, yeah. Well, whoa, I'm not whoa, sure whoa, whoa, whoa. Logic, I make a great lasagna, but I wouldn't say I'm up to stuff as a rally driver. So, you're ready to make a perpetual motion machine, huh? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> you're good at IT. Give me a perpetual motion machine. You know, like, uh, I don't know about that. No, I'll just program AI to do it for me. <laughs> yeah, like, um, <laughs> Koji. You may want to back off that statement a bit, bud. That's a bit presumptuous. I don't think you're... Uh, well, yes, you do make a 90-minute cutscene really well. I don't know if that transfers into being having the movie making chops. Now, they also don't say... He's not clear on his plans of whether he's going to write or direct the films or whether Kojima Productions would rather play the role of a production company on the project. How funny would the flip be if he just made a movie that was like... 15 seconds long, you'd just be like, hey, my movie. And then cut. <laughs> <laughs> but he does, in this article, he also expressed how he has a lot of friends in the industry. Norman Reedus, obviously, uh, Mads Mikkelsen, as well as Guillermo del Toro, and Nicholas Winding Reef. 
Mads? Is this Winding Rev. Winding Rev, there you go. Who names their kid Mads? But Guillermo del Toro, big name in there, especially to have a Apparently friend Mads, like that. Mads' father. Oh, there it's we go. totally mad. Mads Max is his uh, cousin. <laughs> oh, is that who he is? Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's from Chicago. But he moved to Detroit. That was the second movie. Yeah. Okay. But... <laughs> <laughs> you know any kind of movie he's going to make is going to be dark, gritty. It's going to just reek of Japan, maybe a little incest and tentacles in there. You, ne- you never know where they're going to go. Hell, he made a game where a baby is strapped to your fucking chest. I think sky's the limit for this motherfucker right now. <laughs> That's the perfect thing for breakfast, as it says right here. <laughs> yeah, and he's... he's Morning, that little- we're going to have to eat the baby. Yeah, oh my god, I love it. <laughs> You don't know if it's going to give you special powers, Morty. Which, if you haven't I seen saw it, that. I saw that. Premiere episode of Rick and Morty, season four, episode one. I watched it motherfucking twice. It was amazing. Oh, my fucking God, we're in for a treat. I'm probably going to watch it when I get home then. So, Doom creator uh, John Romero is working on a new first-person shooter game. Uh, if you don't know Doom, then where the fuck have you been? Forever. Doom? But Doom this is the second yeah. time we mentioned it this podcast. Yeah. Doom is uh, going... This guy is currently working on nothing Doom. He's working on another project I'll mention in a little bit. But in this project, he's uh, come up with a design which is inspired from uh, uh, Doom and Quake. So it's going to be another first-person shooter. But in it, he says how he loved the uh, the 2016 remake of Doom. And he was just so... Uh, yeah, yeah. I got it on the Switch, I love, and I got it on PC. I, love, I loved it. I love the combat system. Oh, my God, yeah. And then Doom Eternal, he says, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be that game that you can't put down. And I, I absolutely love Doom as a franchise, especially since this guy also made Wolfenstein, uh, Wolfenstein 3D. Mm-hmm. So he's just got a massive... It's uh, id software at its finest. Yeah. And if you go to the next story, you'll see this um, uh, next game... That I was alluding to, it's called uh, Empire of Sin, and it's like if XCOM and Mafia entered the fly splicing machine. Thank you, sir. You'll have to listen to the bloopers to see how we got. Check it out. I recorded it this week. You'll, you'll see. You'll get a giggle. But essentially, it has that XCOM feel. Skip a little forward a little bit here. This is a man. Here you see a little bit of the RPG elements into it to where you're going to have uh, different kind of things. And that's the overlook of the base. Well, not the base, but the kind of Diablo-esque kind of feel. Okay. Top down, wheel spinning. Actually, it's like the 40s, so there's no wheel spinning. But, um, besides in mud. They were expensive. But it's um, interesting gameplay with the turn-based XCOM, you can only go this far in the box. Uh, you can obviously alter your comrades and what weapons they have, okay. different skills and stuff. Mm. This is why I was like, oh shit. And it's coming around spring of 2020. So if you're into that top down game and it looks gorgeous, it even look for great. a top down game, I'm like, you know what? I might actually I might actually sit by these turn based controls for this one because this looks great. You got conversation options in there, man. Bunch of people with emphysema. <laughs> yeah, this is a lot of emphysema. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, that's uh, yeah, that's Scarface, but not to, uh, Tony Montana. The uh, 
the gameplay here, you see the attacks, it's obviously very reeking of XCOM, but I think this is going to be a nice little sleeper, if you will. Especially if you can get this one on sale. All for getting them on sale. Yeah, I, I mean, the game they, I mean, the game looks gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't say that Mafia, yet. fun, you're just tearing people up. You're on, it just, how could this game not look like it's worth your money? So that's one I just saw while I was doing the recording or the prep for this podcast, and I had to add it in here because this one is one you're going to want to sit and wait for. I'm um, just telling you that right now. You're going to wait for the Game of the Year edition when all the content's already released for it because Avengers... Bob from Accounting version. Release day is only going to come with six playable characters. You're going to have... Wah, 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 Camilla Khan, not the Star Wars villain. Shaka Khan? Miss, Ma- Miss Marvel... I was about to say Miss Mellon. Uh, Miss <laughs> Marvel. That's a different. That's something different all completely all together. I'm not going to go into that one. Um, He's just thinking about her, Mellons. <laughs> but you have. Oh, God, where is it? Bazinga. Captain America. <laughs> Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, Black Widow, Hulk. And Ms. Marvel coming out at launch. And then at the E3 uh, presentation, they also um, alluded to Hank Pym, Ant-Man. Original comic Ant-Man, Hank Pym, being a playable character in this as well. So getting Ant-Man in there, getting, you know, different characters, Falcon, you know, uh, get some of the Guardians in there, just all the stuff you're doing with the universe. Yeah, I don't need, yeah, I'll wait till it's out. You wait for the Game of the Year edition and you wait for it to be on sale, but I do think it's going to be like You have the Hero Missions and then you have the Warzone Hey, missions. Sony, make this one of your free-to-play games with for PlayStation Plus on the new console. There, there you go. go. But it's coming out in May 15th of 2020 for PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Stadia. So, okay. so wait, wait six months until you get the new PS5. Like you have, uh, yeah, I'll wait. You have Doom Eternal coming out on Stadia. You have uh, Marvel's Avengers coming out on Stadia, and you also have Cyberpunk 2077 coming out on Stadia. So there's a lot of stuff that's going to be available on that. I still can't help but feel that Stadia is going to end up like Ooya, to where nobody fucking paid attention to it and nobody played it. Pretty much. This game, people are going to play the fucking hell out of. Oh, I'm waiting. My, my Xbox One X is ready to go. Oh, man. So, we have a little game you might have heard called Cyberpunk 2077 from CD Projekt Red. Um, they originally planned to just have Keanu Reeves in there a little bit. Character Johnny Silverhand. Keanu Reeves had another idea. So, there will be twice as much Keanu Reeves at his request. Okay. WCCF Tech reports that uh, at the Luca Comics Game Festival, voice actor Luca Ward, it's not his festival, I checked. It's just the name of the game festival. <laughs> merely a coincidence. Um, he said his recording time had been doubled thanks to Reeves pushing for Johnny Silverhand to make right. a uh, have more time. So, Saying that it was a match made in heaven, he is absolutely thrilled at the character, and he was having so much fun playing it that he asked for a bigger presence in the game. And you're going to be able to see him April 16th, 2020, PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Google Stadia. So this is a great game. It's going to be massive. It's uh, you know a story with the map size of The Witcher 
with a city, a modern futuristic, well, futuristic city in levels. So there's going to be levels to that shit. With twice the amount of Keanu Reeves. So he's going to be that annoying little knobby in your ear, but it's going to be Keanu Reeves, so it's going to be breathtaking. Cool. By breathtaking road. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really looking forward to Cyberpunk. Check it out when it comes out there in and April. So we got a couple of stories here which Ooh, are game, uh, game p- uh, job postings. So over here at the Bridge Hangers and Wall Hangers Job Donkers Corner, we noticed that uh, Gorilla Games was hiring for a... The job posting was for a technical vegetation artist. A technical vegetation artist. Is that different? Than hey, we just, need a flower guy. <laughs> is that different than a regular vegetation artist? I'm going to say this game... It has. It says that it had a high uh, part in gameplay is hiding and stealthing in the vegetation. Yes. So it is a big part of it. So they also say in, in the posting here that a team member who will be developing a different kinds of foliage that and drapes over the, an open world. Uh, nothing has come out of Guerrilla Games since 2017, which was their expansion, which was Frozen Wilds DLC. So said being as the like game time. is absolutely amazing. I'm still like, I'm debating on whether to replay it and just play through the story because I, I mean, twenty seventeen, twenty seventeen to twenty twenty, and that's you know just from DLC team being done. The actual game was released before twenty seventeen, mm-hmm. so that's a good four years, five years into this development yeah, process. Right, They've been working need, on it for a while. Is my point. They're doing it right though. They don't need. They don't need to put out a game every year because they know that the content that they put out is rock star, no pun intended. It's not their quality. You don't know how perfect that lines up. I don't know about that summer. But I'm really excited for this. I'm, I, I want to get this one on the PS5 because this is one I've been watching since it came out, and I'm excited for anything to come from them. Uh, it's rumored to have a PS5 launch title along with this next story. Rockstar's job listing is hinting at GTA 6. About time. Maybe they might add a game in this game. So, their job listing was for an animation systems programmer. And notes the developer is looking for applicants to be versed in developing and advanced animations for large open world, character-based games. So, you should have strong coding skills good knowledge and interest in character animation systems because you got to have an interest in that if you're going to do it. Clearly. Now's your chance to get in on the bottom floor to add Easter eggs everywhere. Yeah. But, I mean, with Rockstar, they're looking for a strong animations guy and he has to have a passion for realistic, high-quality character action. Nothing will beat the Easter eggs from Mafia 2. A character motion. My handwriting. Just saying that. Throwing it out there. <coughs> Hopefully, they update their uh, graphics engine. <coughs> you actually, you're actually questioning them. That, like a company actually trying to update their engine. Look, how I mean, dare you, Fallout seventy six? <laughs> yeah. Uh, once again, just wait. But now, there's no actual confirmation that this is going to be Grand Theft Auto six. It's just the literal thing that makes sense. You're looking at something. Pushing the boundaries of character animation on the yeah, next-gen it, hardware. It, it so be, they're aiming at PlayStation 5, Scar- Xbox Scarlet. You're pushing for that next-gen console thing. 
And this is the perfect title that you want to launch. Just why like do, why don't you just be a middle finger from Rockstar when they make Bully? Uh, either a, a remake or a sequel to it. Yeah, you it, you thought this was going to be Grand Theft Auto? <laughs> Bully 2, fucker. And in the game, he plays Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> <laughs> he just like, has just three. a little, a little that's, box. That's his mission. Yeah, just a little box. Grand Theft it'll, Auto have, 3. <laughs> it'll have Grand Theft Auto 3 in the console, and it'll have Grand Theft Auto 6 sitting right next to it. And then, <laughs> oh my god, no, fucker, Grand Theft Auto 3 in there for you. So then you can replay that. Remaster it, that'd be fucking dope. That'd be a nice little Easter egg in there. Yeah, I'm going to put a I'm gonna put a 150 hour really game inside game. another game. That would be an FU. So as 250 gigs it would take on your hard drive. As the old man mentioned in the next story, we are getting a bit of fallout here. And I'm sure nobody would have suspected this when Fallout announced they were going to have a subscription-based service. But the Fallout 76 aristocrats are fighting against the peasants without a subscription. Who would have thought that was going to happen? Everybody. If you've ever been on the internet, probably. Yeah, yeah, everybody thought that was going to happen. Now, um, Day one, you know, week one of any sociology class they teach you, people on the internet are jackasses. So, people have been fighting Check against that each box other here. Uh, a new group have formed in Fallout 76 called the Apocalyptic Aristocracy, a clan of Fallout One, uh, Fallout First subscribers that get their finest and fanciest gear in the MMO has to offer. And you can have that trading system like we talked about. You have the advanced storage to where you don't have a hold back. And that's where people are kind of being elitist about this. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. It says, scroll up a bit here. It says Bethesda's launch of Fallout 76 is $12.99. First the fuck off. You got the ball. <laughs> Charge me $60 for an unfinished fucking game. You got the balls to charge me $13 a month to help you finish your fucked up game? No. People will buy it. The ball's on you. And that's where the class divide comes in. Because people are actually criticizing the people who have bought the subscription. Oh, I would too. And the people that have the subscription, some of them, like it says uh, Khalifa Al-Khawari, on Facebook noted that a crew of players wearing bear costumes ganged up on him after performing an emote exclusive to the Fallout First subscribers. The hostility was echoed onto a couple of other fans as well, but everything else has been pretty much subsided. Not a lot of people have seen actual aggressive uh, aggression in the game. Although, if you scroll down, there will be a couple of uh, memes that the Fallout uh, aristocracy has uh, come up with, like that one, if you ain't first, you're last. And... Uh, as it's at 100 C. <laughs> and then uh, look at the look at the poor look at those poor. They want to join our server. Now here's the thing with their servers, um, the launch was a mess. The private servers were not private. Basic features in the game were busted, and the servers themselves were overall buggy. And aristocracy. So what you're saying members. is. Everything they said that they were going to have, nothing came to fruition. Remember when they, they, they were announcing this game and they were like, it's going to be a community of like-minded people. They're all going to be At community that moment, I said, fuck that game. And helpful. And like up until the subscription, it was kind of a utopian where everybody's helping each other out. And people are like, yeah, it's a shit game. Like, yeah, I know. Come over here. You can get some good stuff. 
And then they added this, and all of a sudden it's Lord of the Flies. It's just a testament yeah. to our culture. Yeah, that's how it works. That's all it is. And the devs know it's not perfect, but the subscription is then pay to help them fix their broken game. No. 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 I will not. I will not. No. No, no. I'm just Next story, please. give you a finger. <laughs> Before Steve pops the blood vessel at Fallout. This one is really cool, though, man. Apple and Valve are teaming up to combine, uh, combinedly develop a new augmented reality headset. Not argumentative reality. <laughs> augmented reality headset. Is that the picture there? Essentially, uh, I, I don't know if this is exactly what they're going with, but essentially they're trying to develop more of the Google Glass. When they came out with the Google Glass, they said that it was going to pair with your iPhone. Your iPhone was going to be doing most of the heavy lifting. And then the phone uh, glasses, rather, were going to be more of just a projection. Right. So it's not seen yet. I think that's still the way that they're going with it. Yeah, I mean, we'll but see. Valve is helping them on their end with the uh, aug- augmented reality headsets. They eventually want to get to Edith, right there on the uh, far from home. They want glasses to wear the so I can launch my own missile strike on enemies of my choosing. And, uh, you know, uh, the drones with the uh, automatic machine guns. Machine gun drones. I'd yeah. like a good machine gun drone. But they're saying it's going to take over the the smartphone to where you can have everything digitally right in front of your ears. Yeah, you're Mr. Right in front of your eyes, not your ears. That really make it hard to see. But um, go check it out. Check it out. But I'm really excited for that. This one, PlayStation, it's filed a patent for the PS5. And it's a cartridge. Yeah. So where PlayStation is not known for the the cartridge kind of thing. They were actually came out from the gate with a CD in mind platform. So it's not I see this as like being weird. Like maybe like we were talking before the podcast, maybe it's uh, you know, an external hard drive. Yeah. I mean, games are just getting larger and larger by, you know... I mean, we had Spider-Man when was like 16. He's just being a big guy. He likes to do that when nothing's there. He has to prove... No, there's a guy out there. There must be going to... Soccer um, practice. Modern Warfare is like 170 games on PlayStation. Yeah. It's, it's kind of outlandish how the size of these games are just taking up space on... on Oh yeah, no. I mean, these games are looking at like you know. So looking at like, looking size. at cartridges, they're not like your Nintendo cartridges, or like more like hard drives that are just the entire game. Is what I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean, it's essentially like giving somebody a flash drive and moves it there. If you scroll down, you actually see uh, what they have filed with the patent office here. This is the design, and yeah, that looks a lot like an NES cartridge. Yeah, that's a Super Nintendo digital, cartridge. Digital. Is this like where is this like where it, like like fashion usually comes back to itself? Like technology is going to come back to itself? Like, yeah, guess what, way. bitches? We're going to cartridges again. Yeah, it's a way of repeating itself. <sighs> the blowjob's coming back. Stay can be J Day. All right, honey, you said you'd give it a blowjob. Blow the cartridge. I really thought you were going somewhere else with that one, huh? Nope. <laughs> It hasn't worked for a while. Game's not going to play itself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The original gaming blowjob. Blowing into the cartridges and getting that son of a bitch to work. And it said right on the back, don't do it. But you knew they were fucking lying. 
100%. So, this next story is a little bit, uh, I don't know if I would say surprising. I kind of think maybe China's just kind of nipping this one in the bud. But the China is, uh, go- Chinese government rather is cracking down on online gaming, and it includes time limits and curfews. They're rolling out these new rules to combat gaming addiction, banning minors from playing online games between 10 p.m. and 8 a.m. But so, they spend so much that. time digging up all that coal. Well, here's the thing. It's only online games. Ooh. So between 10 and 8 a.m., you can still play a single-player game. Yeah. Nobody's going to stop you from doing that. They're just talking about online. Yeah, but I think they I think they lose so much revenue with how much the, how much they farm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um the uh under 18s will be restricted to 90 minutes per week of online gaming and 3 hours on the weekends and federal holidays. 90 minutes or 90 hours. 90 minutes. Man, what can you really get done? Rough. 90 minutes. You can't even get done a raid in Destiny 2. You really got to huff it. If you want to get 90 minutes. Could you imagine those rules set on World of Warcraft Vanilla? Oh, my, oh God. my God. You wouldn't get anything done. I can't wait to finish this mission in five weeks. <laughs> God, my party. Oh, they left. <laughs> you know, weeks ago. Oh, We're not hanging around minutes. with Todd here. He keeps on dropping service. Every yeah. 90 minutes. Like, my God, that would be atrocious. And then here's another thing. Players 16 to 18 years old can spend 400 uh, yen, uh, won or yen or uh, yeah. yuan. Yuan. That's yeah. what it is. They can only spend 400 yuan per month, which is $57 per month on online game. What? That's more on the pre- precipice of um, like those pay-to-win. That's games. what? Like a game? You may buy a game? I would have to imagine they would have to be going after the pay-to-win mechanics and less it's, like it's, buying it's, it's a physical copy. It's against pay-to-win mechanics. Because you go to a store and buy a game. Players under 16 are down to 200 yuan, which is $29, 22 euro. So they're still like cutting that. They're going after you, Fortnite. You know, they're going after the millennials. They're like, yeah, here's your allowance 57 bucks. Which, I mean, a month, like, I don't know. Because does that roll over? If it does include like purchase of a game? No, they're China, not Switzerland. Okay. Yeah, probably not as liberal there. So, uh, the new rule also requires for valid identification information to combat kids using the parents' accounts on their phones. You have to prove that you are a physical person to play the games over there. That's why they're going after Fortnite and PUBG and all those. Yeah, and game companies need to monitor their player base more. They'll give them a time limit to make changes to where they can abide by that. And after that, if they don't, then their licenses get revoked. And they can't sell games in the country. That's a mixed, that's a double-edged sword. I mean, you know, we're, ca- we're talking from the, 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 you know, the banner of freedom of speech. And you already can't have blood or extreme violence in their games. But, like, other other governments are, like, censoring their games. Like, Wolfenstein over in Germany, they get censored because of the heavy Nazi element. Yeah, yeah they're very sensitive. They take away the Hitler. That. I've seen the video. They, they take they, away they, the Hitler mustache. The, the Hitler mustache. He looks like a completely the different Nazi person. The Nazi symbol looks kind of close to it, and you're like, yeah, I know where you're It's going. more just like a cross and yeah. not, a, not, a, not 
you know, it's 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 interesting how they did that. And I mean, you can't play modern warfare over in third world countries because we're always blowing their shit up, and they kind of take offense to that. Yeah, you know, why am I always the bad guy? Because you're the bad guy. You, <laughs> the the storyline's legitimately from your playbook. <laughs> I don't get this. They didn't blow up, and they just shoot at the enemy. I don't understand. He went out out of a van with a suicide vest on and a suicide switch. Come on. Yeah, so, now the game companies, I kind of understand. You want to sell something in my country, you have to abide by my laws. Well, clearly. Legally, you got no foot to stand on there. Now, South Korea had a similar law called uh, the shutdown law, but it was scaled back in 2017, and they left it primarily up to the parents to decide. I think that was, wasn't at the time of around... EverQuest when people were dying yeah, because they spent so much time sitting at the machine there was, there was a, a that there was like two or three deaths I think. There was one in one on Ever, uh, Ever We Ever call Ever. that natural selection. <laughs> and, and two on WoW because they used uh, there was a session that someone played like 96 hours straight and he died killing over from a heart attack. And they actually made fun of that on South Park. Yeah, well, because he died from a Warcraft episode. He died, actually he died from a stroke because of blood clot because he wasn't like getting up and stretching and going, <laughs> doing all that. Like, normal <laughs> shit that you should be doing. Like, but you gotta do that. Like, you get I up, play WoW, you get a beer, like, you come back. When I played WoW, the longest session that I sat there was like three hours. I was like, I can't do this anymore. My eyes yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, they also, in uh, South Korea, they need to acquire a permit for their child to play games at night. A permit. Yeah, so you have to get a permit for that. How the fuck are they monitoring? I wonder how hard it is to get the permit. They control the internet down there. You comfy? Okay. But um, we end off this podcast every week the same way. Um, Yeah, sure. <clears throat> with a thought experiment. Um, this week, I chose a what if. And for the what if this week, I thought I'd go with what if you could visit one of these sci fi uh, worlds or places? You know, where would you go? Where would you want to visit? Where would you want a long stay? And where would you want to move? Hmm. Because some of these sci fi worlds, you can admit, I don't really want to live there. I'd really love to visit, like Krypton. I'd love to visit Krypton. I would not want to stay. Yeah, the I caustic, know how that ends. The caust- caustic atmosphere would make <laughs> you just die instantaneously, but that's okay. I mean, yeah, they may have a couple gravity issues, like uh, Vegeta. I'd like to visit the planet Vegeta. Before uh, I would. Fr- yeah, afterwards, the atmosphere would be a little bit thin. Um <laughs> with the ground. <laughs> yeah, Namek. You know, places that, oh, this is a nice visit. Maybe a nice camping trip. Not really some place to stay long. You know, Coruscant, if you're that kind of person. You know, a lot of underhanded stuff. A lot of sightseeing on Coruscant, too. That's why I would pick probably Vegeta for, like, a visit. Or even Gallifrey for a visit. You're going to Coruscant for the Mace Window Tour Guide? Uh, yeah, because, you know, this is where I fell. And this is where I landed. With the fly <laughs> arm went over there. Yeah. And this motherfucker is right here. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, this is a Jedi this is Jedi Temple, all the Jedi Library, like, alright, skim, 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 skim. Like, you know, visit uh, you know, different places, the and that'd be pretty cool. Take back some, you know, futuristic yeah. technology. 
maybe buy a spaceship. I don't know. Depends how much money I can save up. Yeah, first. yeah. And then there's the conversion between U.S. dollars and intergalactic cur- uh, credits. Yeah, it, there, I'm sure it's probably uh, it's probably a rape. Bring some gold with you. With you International space, you probably want to bring gold, platinum, yeah. rare metals. Probably be your best, uh, you know, saving method. You'll find out who shot first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tatooine wouldn't want to go there. That's like Australia. Like, no, everything there wants to fucking kill you. Like, I'm good. <laughs> but he said it would take you. I mean, uh, you mentioned uh, the Firefly ship. Yeah, I would love to just be on the Firefly ship because that would that, they just look like it's relaxed and groovy. You know, with with a few gun battles and stuff like that. But yeah, so it's like a Disney cruise in the Caribbean without the Disney. <laughs> You'll get the D later. Um, where would you want to visit? Yeah, I don't know. Cybertron, probably pre-war. Probably a bit bit bland for me. Cybertron, mm. it's all metallic. Yeah, big big metal planet. Great for the allergies. Let me tell you that. What was the planet <laughs> of uh, the new gods? Um, dark side and the uh, gods and all that. That would be an awesome planet to visit. Yeah. Nice futuristic civilization. Oh, uh, Green Lantern Corps. Probably not as many souvenir shops. <laughs> no, they, probably. They only sell one a- attribute, and that's a ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you gotta have a lot of willpower for that. So, addicts, that's not your spot. Maybe Coruscant for the addicts. A lot of space drugs there. But they're not the droids I'm looking for. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know, man. I'd probably want to settle in and move. The world of Elite Dangerous. It's an easy world to make a few bucks in. Mm, There you go. There you go. Nice little space. You can't walk anywhere, but, you know. Even in, like, the universe of the expanse. Yeah, yeah. That would be good there, too. Cargo shipping, you know, like, yeah, I'm a spaceship. I'm a spaceship pilot. What do you yeah. what do you transport? Quilter Northern. <laughs> Everybody so needs to move it. I just want to be on the Mega Maid just for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, man, I Spaceball One. I gotta say, if I was picking like, uh, if I was picking like a place to move, though, we're like a lot of sci-fi planets have a lot of fucked up shit so not a lot of real safe places to just pick yeah. up and drop roots in um besides oh man Eve you never die just keep a quick clone Chronicon I mean before the Shrike did he cover the planet and destroy it maybe Chronicon 3 after they settle that and, yeah. <laughs> although they say Chronicon 3 is going to be the Earth so alright well that's tech I'd like to see how the alien overlords uh, <laughs> the alien robot overlords take care of the Earth and see how they remodel redesign. yeah 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 it's a tough one can't really decide yeah no um, I promise you know what I'd probably move to Gallifrey because then I could go wherever the fuck I want honestly Anywhere in space time, you can just fucking go there. That'd be pretty cool. I'd move to Gallifrey. I would have a long stay at Krypton. I'll go with your suggestion with like a year before the collapse, because that's when they're going to have the most up to date tech. And then I'll take a short visit at uh, 
probably take a short visit. I'm going to go with uh, go with Cybertron for a short visit. Okay. Get myself a nice little car and go over to stay on Gallifrey with my Transformer. I'm showing the the hat. You're going to have to go up a while for that. There you go. And here we see the PJ and WH hat, the embroidered hat with uh, the model Connor showing it off. And uh, the back. <laughs> that is a shirt. <laughs> that is a shirt right there. Got it. Get on it. Yeah. Um, but no, I like uh, I like this thought experiment. If you guys have a suggestion for ending thought experiment, what if versus even a breakdown, let me know. And uh, we can definitely slip it in the end here. And end of every podcast, although it does come, we always take the time to thank people. We want to thank... Like Kevin! Kevin, we want to thank Matt Kennedy at the Bop. We want to thank the Light Skin Breakdown. We want to thank Moy and Amy for liking the last podcast. Thanks a cookie. Mickey will whip you. Thank you, April and Amy, for the hat. Absolutely. It was uh, very. I was taken back by just the 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 sheer thought, and it's just it, it was very appreciative. Yeah, man, it's always it's always a good thing to have uh, a lot of people out there supporting podcasts, and we thank you, Amy and April. We also thank Kevin, as well as one very important person. We thank Bob. Um, you can always find us here at pjandwh.com. Contact us. Let us know your name, your email. What's your message? What do you want us to know? Is it a contact? Do you want to be part of the Projangers and Wallhangers Love Balloon, like the Bob and the Lights Can Breakdown? Just go ahead and contact us there. You'll find We've got us a couple of live events well. coming up soon. We're trying to get the schedules all squared away. We will go back to the A1 Beer Barn and talk to the uh, owner there, and we will make a live appearance there, as well as the DVD and Game Exchange and Media. Yep. Pop on over there one Monday and do a live podcast. We'll get some good stuff going on with the live events. Possibly involve uh, Matt Kennedy and Teddy Schools in the live events where we can and schedule it out. It's going to be a bit... Hectic, but we'll see if we can get something going on for that. And any one of our non-local members that want to actually join in, we can always just dial you right in. Mm-hmm. Uh, be, you know, be a part of the fun. We're here. We love Absolutely. You. We love you, and we thank you for watching. And as always, boys and girls, uh, never feed your gremlins past midnight. And game on, boys and girls. We'll see you next week. Thank you very much, and next week we may even see the return of our Kelly! Yay! We'll see. We'll see see you next week. Thank you for watching, boys and girls. Bye-bye. So, any famous uh, actors, if you think you're my cousin? No. I like Quentin Tarantino because of how lengthy his goddamn dialogues are. Oh my god, shut the fuck up. Kojima told BBC's British Broadcast Company. Yeah. Not what you're thinking, Dirty Mind. Mads Max is the company. Oh, is that who he is? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's from Chicago. And it's not right on the back, don't do it, but you knew they were fucking lying. Pizza. Pizza. <coughs> Carl Urban. You know him as Bones from the recent Star Trek uh, reboot. Ah. Lord of the Rings as well. Yeah, and the food is here. I don't know that one. I, yeah, is that an actor? My, uh, have you heard of that series? <laughs> My food is here. No, I imagine it's probably, probably on Netflix. Sounds like the name of someone who some, they would do a shout out in another podcast. It sounds like a big, big shout out to what was the name? Carl Irving. 
Carl Urban, big shout out to Hello Podcast number 62. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like he's a fan. <laughs> Maybe Carl Urban is a fan of ours. <laughs> we don't know. We've got fans all over the globe somehow. Yeah, well, we have That's how the internet works. <laughs> IT stuff. Yeah. To do. You know how we're watching Blacklist, FBI stuff? Yeah. IT stuff. Yeah, there's one guy. I got important IT stuff. FBI stuff, FBI stuff. I can't be bothered by this FBI stuff. <laughs> Damn it, why do you have a husband? FBI stuff. King, <laughs> off the phone, FBI stuff, now. <laughs> Damn, bro, her dad just died. Chill the fuck out. No, FBI stuff. First fucking episode that Chow that the one with his the- hair. The woman who can control you and choke you out with her fucking long red hair. What are you going to do? Oh, we're going to chop her hair off. In the first episode? Yep. Yep. Chop her hair off. She's going to be fucking useless the entire show. There you go. And up until the second season, she was fucking useless. He says, negative starting next week. I'm back. I have a playoff game time. Got to turn it off. Oh, God. Yeah, they were just parked outside of that house there, just screaming. Just yelling. Hey! I like pizza! Is now really the time? That's not what we meant. You have to wait until the sun comes up to yell at the sun. <laughs> they heard the podcast. They were, they were yelling info at the sun. They were already getting to it. Matthew McConaughey's got to be killed face! Like, okay, we already know that. We got that. Hey. <laughs>